Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Oh, hey. So welcome, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Megs Thompson of Megs Writes, the magically intuitive professional word twerker, intuitive writing coach, ghostwriter, author, and publisher. Holy cow. Meg, that's awesome. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. So good to be here. <laughs> You're welcome. So, hey, can you just expand on that and let us know a bit more about where your business is today and the kind of people that you serve? Okay. So I know we only have like half an hour. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it goes back to when I was seven, I journaled about when I grew up, I wanted to listen to old people tell their stories and then I wanted to turn them into books. And I forgot about that for, you know, 20 years while I went and did the nine to five in corporate America. And mm-hmm. then kind of came back to it a few years ago. And that's that's where I am. I am living out seven-year-old Meg's dream. Uh, not always with old people. I do listen to old people tell their stories, but it's a lot of other people too. Uh, that's that's where I am. So who who is your clients? Who do you enjoy working with? And what kind of results do you help people to, to achieve? So that is always a fun question. My first business coach got real mad at me because, you know, everybody niche down, niche down. And every time I tried to niche down for my person, I I couldn't because I want to help everyone, which of course we all know is like big sirens and, you know, flashing lights. Mm-hmm. So where I've come to finally is I, I love working with creative trend setting woo believing badasses. So if you are a self, self-diagnosed, creative, trend-setting, woo-believing badass, then you're my person. That's that's what it hey, is. You know what? That's a good enough niche on its own, right? I, it took me a while to get there, but I am, I'm good with it. It's it, men, women, whoever you are. If if you are your creative person, you've got the open-minded. You're ready to make waves and do things your way. Then you're my people. And what I do is I help them help you uh, see the value in your story, whether it be your personal story, your professional story for your business, your brand, your memoir, helping you see the value in that, developing the confidence and getting that story out there as a book. I love it. Um, So you you help people with books, you help people with their their businesses, with their messaging. So what, What's your process? How do you ha- actually help people to come up with you know, the wordsmithing behind what they do, what their offer is, what the the, the end outcome is for that business? Because I know those are things that 
all the, the, the coaches and programs and books teach you, here's what you need to do. But it is, it can be tough. So are you hands-on? Do you just tell people to do that and off they go? What, what's your kind of process? Oh no, I am so hands-on. <laughs> I'm, I am in the dirt with you. I will roll up my sleeves and we are going to get nasty together uh, in a good way, in a good way. But it's, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm in there. I, some of my clients, they really want to meet up on Zoom every other week and we're gonna get through it together i'm gonna ask the tough questions about what do you love about people what do you hate about people this is just for us it's totally safe and you know we're really gonna nail on that together there are other people where they want me to ask them the questions and let them take it away and and think on it for a couple of days and mm. that's that's fine we all work differently yeah. My favorite though is really getting hands on and going through it with people and helping really, really narrow down on like with my niche, with with your niche, you know, who do you if you could pick anyone, if you could draw or paint the picture of that person, who are they? What do they look like? What do they sound like? What do they act like? Where have they been in life? Where do they want to go? So really helping get that person honed in and then creating a statement that is authentically you, mm. but is going to connect with them. I, Oh, I love, I love doing that. <laughs> I guess that's the, the basis of you know, marketing, the websites, the, the sales pages, the VSLs, the emails, it forms the hub of this is my, my home spot. This is who we are and what we do. And once you get that, you must have seen this. Once you actually get that and you get some confidence behind it, things change. Oh my gosh, yes. Click and it can be just one person. And they don't even have to sign as a client. When you share that, whatever it is, your your mission statement, your service message whatever you know term you want to use for it when you share mm. that and you see that click in someone else's eye like they get it and they they connected that's a goose dots that's magic right there that's when you know like okay put it in the ink that's that's the one nice so let's let's talk about your business for a bit so um you said that you were in corporate america so many people are and then you found that that shift what was it for you that caused you to have that that shift what was it one moment was it lots of little moments can you remember oh i yeah i remember it um lots of little moments um definitely in corporate america i had done everything from um i sold insurance i sold life insurance i mm -hmm. managed a team in a call center which honestly i think is a portion of dante's trip through the inferno. Um, I wrote resumes professionally. I managed caregivers. I did a whole bunch of things and I, I was good at them. I'm, you know, I, I was good at them, but none of them filled my cup. None of them mm. left me feeling like I was making a difference. And it was finally uh, managing the team in a call center and realizing that in order to get through my day without crying or having quasi-homicidal thoughts, um, I was having to drink a lot, a lot, mm -hmm. and use miscellaneous substances, and I realized I wasn't just dulling and muting the things I was thinking and feeling, I was doing it to dull and mute everyone else as well, and it wasn't good, It, it and it still wasn't feeling good, <laughs> it mm -hmm. still didn't feel great, and things were really coming to a head, and I realized 
I needed to make a change and I set a goal for myself. I gave myself one year to either figure out a way to do what I wanted to and what I loved in life or to figure out a way to be okay with the life I was in. Mm -hmm. And pretty shortly after making that decision and commitment to myself, uh, honestly, it was in a drunken stupor that I made that, which, you know, as you will in those times, um, a good friend of mine passed away in a car accident. Uh, Suddenly, middle middle of the night, she hit the only patch of ice on the road and she was gone. And she was younger than me. She was brilliant. She was gorgeous. She was kind. She was caring. She was everything you want in a good friend. And her life was done and her future was gone. And I was like, okay, now's the time. Shit or get off the pot. Like This is it. And I, within the next week, I had roughed out what I wanted for my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it isn't as it stands today. That was the the initial, I roughed it out. I reached out to a bunch of people on Facebook and said, Hey, um, the business I was starting was for copywriting. Uh, I'm going to start copywriting. This is my background. This is my history. Would you give me a shot? And I signed my first three copywriting clients within the first few days. Mm-hmm. I had some money come in from those, decided, okay, I'm going to write a fucking website. I am going to build the thing. I'm going to send out more messages. And three days shy of that year goal that I had set for myself, I gave notice at my full-time job and started the business. Fantastic. Love that. And Obviously, haven't looked back. <laughs> the change, change is hard. We know this from the coaches, the, the clients that we work with. Change is so hard, even when giving life-changing diagnoses or big challenges. We still find ways to avoid, ignore, react, make all the excuses, but you know, try and stay comfortable. And your story is it came from a place of a tough place for you, and then a life-changing yeah. situation. And it was enough's enough. That's it. So it's such a shame that so many people have to go through this in order to do what they want. But as a human with emotions and health insurance and all the other stuff, right? It's, it is tough. Let's acknowledge that it is tough. So it's fantastic that you, what you did and you saw it through. How long ago was that? That was uh, just, oh my God, almost four years ago now. Sweet. Four yeah. years. I mean, the first year is the, is where most businesses fail and it starts yeah. to drop off a cliff. So four years in and you managed COVID and you managed all the stuff coming through, the recession hitting, all this stuff. <laughs> That's incredible. That's an inspiration story to show, hey, people, it's possible. It is so possible. It's so possible. And it's, I mean, as you've said before, and and I told you how we connected with it is a roller coaster. There, there are lows. There are days and weeks and months where I'm like, oh, what did I do? But those lows, there's there's just as many highs. I, there's more highs, and mm. it's so worth it. It's yeah. Well, let's let's yeah. talk about that because it's so easy to sit here and say, yeah, we made the decision, we made the step, and and then we built it. It's in the moment. No one sees what goes behind it. No one sees all the the micro decisions that you have to make along the way. It is tough. So we want to recognize, hey, guys, it it is fucking hard. 
it is hard. It is tough. You are not alone. So with that aspect, let's talk about where you are right now, because you know, four years in making this huge change in your business, it sounds amazing. And the way you come across and what you do for people is fantastic. What do you go through on a daily, weekly basis of challenges, of doubts, of fears that, you know, it does hold you back, but you're trying to find your way through? Oh, my God. Just all of all of that you just said. <laughs> all of it. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's. Uh, that's such a big question. So when I started, I started my business with copywriting because mm -hmm. I knew I like to write words are my jam. That's always been my place. But if I'm going to make money writing, I needed to write for people that had money, which then ergo business owners. So if I'm going mm -hmm. to write for business owners, copywriting, that's when you Google who writes for business owners, that's how I decided it was going to be a copywriting business. Like, not even kidding. And then I realized what copywriting was. <laughs> it's like, I hate this. <laughs> this is horrible. There are people that are so good at it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Copywriting is copywriting makes the world when you are a business owner, it makes the world go round. It's so what, your website. Oh, go ahead. What was it? Was it that you were you were intimidated by all these amazing copywriters or the personas or what people were saying? What was it that you hated so much about it? Honestly, it reminded me of trying to be in journalism with when you're when you're a creative writer versus a journalist. Journalist is facts, facts, facts. Spit the facts, do it fast. Nobody has time for the fluff. And I get that. I'm also not a huge fluffer, but at the same time with copywriting, it's get the sale, land the client. And it is changing, especially, I mean, honestly, I think that was one of the good things that came out of the pandemic is so many people taking their businesses online and mm -hmm. that has caused copywriting and what people are looking for to shift. So people are looking more for the story and the fluff and the feel and the humanity, which is great. But when I first started in my business, copywriting was still very, are you a sales copywriter? Are you a connection copywriter? Are you copywriting for moms? Are you copywriting for dog owners? It was very much get in your lane. Okay. And I had just come from the box of corporate America. And I was like, I want to play everywhere. I, I want to do my drunk octopus. I, I don't want to be stuck in a lane. And so I, I did the copywriting for just under a year. Knowing that my big crazy dream was I would love to be able to help ghost write a book, mm. just a book. And I put it as a five-year goal. And then the universe after seven months in business said, okay, I see you getting cocky. Take this. And threw two ghostwriting opportunities at me. And I was like, okay, well, I've learned that if you tell the universe what you want, and then you say, no, thanks, it doesn't always come back around. And so I, I took the two opportunities and that was right then my business shifted from copywriting. I kept the copywriting clients that I had um, until they were finished with what they needed me for. And from then on, no looking back, went into ghostwriting, writing books, helping with mm -hmm. coaching, writing books and publishing. Fantastic. I mean, so what you went through, you know, what we call is one of the challenges. Once you have a declaration to the universe, to the world, to everyone else that I want to do this, there's always a challenge that comes along. And it might be a challenge as in something pops up that tries to take your attention to distract you. Or as you've come on, what you said is, you know, here's two opportunities. 
do you really want it? And that question from the universe, do, do you really want it when you're scared, when you're nervous, when it's uncomfortable? And you were able to say, yes, in spite of the uncomfort, in spite of the fears, which is sometimes the only way to do it, right? Yes. Well, and I think that, I mean, to get back to your previous question, which I totally tangented off of, that is one of the big issues every day is that fear, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, that we can all say, I want to have a multi-million dollar business and 20 people on my team. And I want to be bigger than Oprah. Mm. But then when we're presented with that opportunity, it's like, Maybe not. Maybe I was just kidding. Maybe I would like to be bigger than Oprah's hairstylist. Maybe I, I want to be like. Oh, and you start to negotiate with yourself, negotiate with your own yes. dreams. That's a great way of putting it. Um, so this this fear, can you pinpoint? Because I know so many people out there will be listening saying, yeah, I have this fear and it stops me from reaching out to people. It stops me from making that offer, which then. The knock-on effect is lack of connections, lack of revenue, lack of resources to fuel my business. What is it for you that this lack of fear actually does to your your business, whether it's revenue, whether it's or even personal life? Yeah. Well, honestly, I think that it's so hard to draw a line between personal and professional. It, I, I, I personally, it flows into everything a little bit, mm. whether we like it or not. For me, I know, especially within the last six or seven months, um, my business has been growing incredibly, which is a blessing. It's amazing. And I definitely keep finding myself thinking, okay, so I hit my highest revenue month two months ago. And that was, it was amazing. It was so exciting. It's Mm -hmm. right at the holidays. Nobody does that. But then, okay, so I did it then. What if I can never do it again? What if I can't do it again? What if that's my highest revenue month, not just so far, but forever? What happens then? And that excitement of, okay, I just signed a big client. What if that's the last one? What if there are no more? It's Oh, let's yeah. expand on that. What then does that, what actions that make you do? What, what's your behavior after when you're in that frame of mind and in that emotional state? When I'm in that frame of mind and emotional state, honestly, I have to go cuddle a puppy. <laughs> I have to, I have to physically step away from my desk and Mm. ground myself. And usually for me, that is sitting cross-legged on the floor with my dog. Not kidding. I just Mm -hmm. need to, especially a lot of creative entrepreneurs. I I find we live up here and, and sometimes we live out there and especially the woo believing. And so being able to come back into my body and the physical and what I know to be tangibly true and real right now. And so getting on the ground, grounding myself and getting back to, okay, so I've done it once. This feels amazing. Mm -hmm. Scary as fuck. But if I've done it once, I can probably do it again. And then, you know, just, I asked the universe for this and, and it's here. So if I don't take it, I'm telling the universe, just kidding. I'm a liar. So no, I have to, I have to take it. (laughs) Who was it? Elizabeth Gilbert once wrote that yes. inspirational comes to you and says hey it's it asks you do, do, do you want to play with me do you do you want this yeah. and if you're not kind to inspiration and say maybe it's not for me right now but please don't go and tell your friends that i'm not willing to receive if you're nasty and don't you know treat it well it's like well i'm not coming back to you i'll go to someone else <laughs> exactly 
I'm a firm believer in that. I'm I'm a firm believer. <laughs> and okay, so so with this, if you didn't have this fear, we all have. If you didn't have the fear standing in your way of maybe bringing people on, taking more action, putting yourself in other situations, where do you think you'd be right now? I can't even imagine because things have grown so well. Four years ago, I could have never imagined that I am where I am now. And if I were to remove the fear and the self-doubt and the disbelief and the negative self-talk and my inner editor, I call her Agnes. If I were to take Mm. all of that off of my plate, I can't even imagine where I would be. I can't even, yeah, no, no clue. That kind of gives me heart palpitations just thinking about it. (laughs) How come? Excitement. I think that fear, I think a part of it too, for me, when it comes to, when you think about like the limiting beliefs and negative self-talk, which we all, we all have, and we all struggle with. And I think as business owners and entrepreneurs, we probably deal with a little bit more than most. I, um, I also deal with the talk of, am I wanting too much? Am I shooting too big? Am I, there's that balance of, of pride versus the desire to, to expand yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. Staying humble, but also wanting big things that it's, it's not selfish to want to do big things. Oh, so and, you've got that inner conflict going on that you, oh, you yes. want big things. You want the big life, bigger clients, more reach, more impact. I want the finer things in life, but I don't want to be seen as selfish. I don't want to be seen as, you know, yes. you're not, you don't, come across as like the Lamborghini standing in front of guru that is out there. That's not your jam. I got right? a dinosaur on my wall. <laughs> yeah, you like, do. No. <laughs> but yeah, so that that inner um that inner monologue, that inner conflict is yeah. sounds like it's on a daily basis and you're trying to find your way through that. Yes, I want this, but I still want to make sure that I'm perceived, I'm seen as who yeah. I truly am. Does that make sense? Is that right? Exactly. Well, and I think that's why when I try to think of, okay, if I were to get rid of the negative self-talk, the the doubt, the hesitations, the fear, if I were to be able to move past all of that, where could I be? I think that's where those heart palpitations and the pause comes from is I'm like, is it okay to think that big? Is, is that, is that all right? <laughs> that's a big thing to overcome. It's a big thing to look at. Um, yeah. So where, where is that? Where can we pinpoint? I know we're doing a bit of sort of processing here live and hopefully people at home are playing along with, oh yeah, where would I yes. be without the fear and the doubt? What could I, and some people have switched up and like, I'm not talking about that. Mm-mm, you're wrong. Cool. Well, those people can jog on. Those people who want to play at home, it's like, okay, this safe space. And right now it's just, yeah. it's just me and you. Oh, sweet audience out there. It's just, just me and you right now. And Megs, says three of us. So with this, what, how are you standing in your own way to get to the dreams that you, the next dreams, the next step? I'm trying, 
I am trying this year, especially, well, not even this year. So let me back up. So I have, I have a new coach that I've been working with for almost a year now. We Uh started out as friends. We actually connected on someone else's coaching call because my dog was eating my hand and she thought it was hilarious and messaged me, you know, as it'll happen, you have the little dog, you get it. Um, She reached out, thought it was funny and we connected and that was, that was all she wrote. So she now, she is my coach and I had the pleasure of flying. uh, She lives in Nashville and I had the pleasure of flying across the country to meet her last spring. Uh And that was phenomenal and fantastic. And, you know, getting to hug people in person was, you know, a change after a while. And so having that moment, but the one exercise that she had us do that it was, it was the most instrumental for me. And it's now something that I have put into practice for myself every morning is really, really doing that grounding, but then visualizing where I see myself, my future self that, that just hasn't happened yet. Mm. Where do I see that? And, and really embracing everything I can about it. What the temperature of the air, the smell, the sound, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Who am I with just everything I can about it to whether you want to call it visualization, whether you want to call it manifestation, but really just seeing that and knowing that because Mm. I've seen it, it exists, it exists somewhere. And then it's just my job to go from point A to point B. That's Mm -hmm. it. Then it's not a fear or a doubt or hesitation or a limiting belief because I already know that like I'm, I'm, I've got a map. I just need to actually put on my big girl pants, gas up the car and get from point A to point B. That's it. And so when we were together this last spring, it was April or May, I So at the time I lived in Washington state, but my husband and I knew that we wanted to move. We knew that we wanted to move to Montana. We had been here to visit a few times and just the wild, the raw, the slower pace. It's, it's, it's different. It is different Mm -hmm. than anywhere else I've ever been. And so while I was there in Nashville in April, I, in my mind's eye, I saw, I saw a house. And I saw my office space and I saw that we were in Montana and I had a view of the Rocky Mountains and I saw my business in a certain position. And I saw myself with a bookshelf of my client's books behind me. And I, I saw all of these things and I felt all of these things. And none of these were things that I had ever experienced before or knew, Mm -hmm. but I went home and I told my husband and he definitely looked at me like, all right, maybe we need to check your meds. Like, you know, I love you, but maybe you shouldn't drive for a while. And, but I, but I put together a vision board with like, just writing down the things that I had seen. And that was in May. In August, I went online and I saw a house in Montana at the base of the Rocky mountains. And I showed it to my husband and he's like, yeah, that's cute. And so we got in the car and drove 14 hours the next day to see the house. We fell in love with the house. He interviewed for a job. We put in an offer on the house. And 30 days later, we moved from Washington to Montana to the house that I saw in my vision. I have my bookshelf with my clients' books. I've now published, I've helped publish 40 books for my clients, seven of my own. Full-time, I'm ghostwriting and coaching others and publishing. Like everything Mm -hmm. from that vision has come to be. And so realizing that 
I get to, I get to spend time and energy on that, knowing that I can make magic happen when I get out of my own way. And I still feel the fear and the angst and the, <laughs> the sick stomach. Like when you on the, when you're on the roller coaster and your stomach goes up uh-huh. in your throat, I still feel that every day. Yeah. But knowing like, okay, I've got proof positive right here, right here. I have proof positive that if I can That's the second time it, you said that. Second time you said it with your clients when you first got that. I, I'm just, I'm, what if it happened again? Tell what me. if I reached my limit, but I've proved it. And now with the visualization, yes. with the understanding, I know what I want. Maybe I can't see it exactly, but I know the flavor. I know the, the feeling behind yes. it. And you, you've taken that, the, the other side of the coin. I mean, visualization, manifestation is so important. You also need the other side, which is action, the ability to take yes. action and move into this. And once you got on that roller coaster, it sounded like the, the brakes were off and it was rolling. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a story. That's beautiful. That's that's what I've been able to do. That's what I encourage people to do is no matter what. If you have a big, hairy, scary, crazy dream, like indoor electricity was once one of those dreams indoor plumbing was once one of those dreams your job was once one of those dreams and you are now able to help businesses to understand who they are what they do communicate more effectively so that they can then reach their dream clients and fuel their lives and earn their money and provide for their kids and their crazy 14-hour trip to relocate across the country and all that stuff right you just gave me all the goose dots yes yes <laughs> that's what it's all about oh Meg, this has been so much fun i think we could chat for another half an hour but um um we'll have a part two meg's part two oh we'll i'm talk in. even more about the <laughs> the drunk octopus syndrome and all that malarkey sound good <laughs> sounds amazing hey Meg, this has been so much fun look if people want to find out more about you hire you get you to do some writing book launches all the good stuff that you do where can they find you um so my website megswrites.com which megs m-e-g-s writes not like right left like writes with the hand.com on facebook socials all of all of the things super stuff well everyone check her out and megs thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me this has been honestly the highlight of my week oh yes i'll take it Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.